Today, here on Cincy Business Talk with Mike Roth, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer. We'll be talking to business leaders about how they have grown their businesses and people. We discuss new strategies, tactics, and philosophies which lead to positive growth in our marketplace. Our program is sponsored by Sandler Training by Roth & Associates. Each week, we'll talk with our best Cincinnati area top executives about their tools and insights. Our regular listeners will be given the edge that will help them win in a competitive environment which we live. Simple solutions to complex problems which challenge all of us are rarely correct. We will address complex problems or opportunities with appropriate solutions. If you have questions or comments, contact Mike at MikeRoth at RothConsulting.net or call Mike at 513-753-9400. Now your host, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer, Mike Roth. Thanks, Scott. This is Mike Roth. I'm here today with Pat Longo from the Hamilton County Business Center. That's right. Good. Thanks for joining us today, Pat. Before we get started, let me tell our listeners what are some of the shows that are coming up in the next couple of weeks. Next week, on the 11th of April, we're going to have Michael Lee. He's the owner of two companies. He's going to be talking about Proxy Marketing Solutions. It's a company that has a male testosterone uh, enhancement supplement and testosterone test that he's got on the shelves of places like Costco and GNC. He also has a second company that is in the warehousing and, and shipping business because he had to be in that business for the first company. He now sells those services. He works out of downtown Cincinnati. And the following week, we have Jeff Best, who's an experienced silkscreen printer who just bought a fast sign franchise out here in the Eastgate. He's going to be talking about the sign and printing business. Following week, on the 25th, we're going to have Mike Rollman from M2R, and he's going to be talking about IT threats. I asked him to come on to talk about this terrible thing called Crypto Locker. You haven't heard of that one, Pat? Uh, actually, I've heard a little bit about that one. but yeah, That's uh, the one where they hold your files hostage until you send them money. Uh, there's a lot of activity in that, I bet. A lot of teeth grinding. It seems like it's uh, like kidnapping. <laughs> We have some uh, some other good guests following. We have Sue McParton, who is the uh, managing partner for PwC, and the company used to be called PricewaterhouseCoopers. We have some really interesting uh, people coming on, including the new uh, president of Hildebrand Industries, uh, Joe Raver. So please tune in every week for the show. And Pat has agreed to take questions from the audience, and as always, our audience call-in number is five nine. I'm sorry, six four six. Five nine five four nine one six. Let's see. Uh, next program in the uh, Sandler Business Builder series out at the Clovenook Country Club is called Fearless Selling. That's on May seventh. It's a twenty-five dollar fee for lunch for that program. If you're interested in attending, contact Brittany here at the office at five one three seven five three nine four zero zero extension one zero two. You will learn the five simple steps that you need to take to become fearless in selling. Uh, Sandler training calendar, biggest upcoming event is the start of the new Sandler Foundation series starting on Monday, the 14th of April from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., an overall lunch program. Pat, let me tell everyone about you. He's the director of the Hamilton County, Hamilton County Business Center that has added the creation, development, and growth of 190 entrepreneurial enterprises since he came to Hamilton County Business Development Center in 1997. 
The program you have there is a full-service business incubation program serving innovative entrepreneurs located in southwest Ohio. We've got a, a, quite a few business incubators here in southwest Ohio, don't we? Well, we can talk about it. There's a lot of different pieces to the ecosystem, but we are definitely the one full-service incubator. If you're going to look at southwest, the four counties that make up southwest Ohio, you know, Butler, Hamilton, Claremont, and Warren, mm-hmm. you know, the city of Hamilton has an incubator. It's called BizTech. And mm-hmm. then there's the Hamilton County Business Center down in Norwood. Those are the two. And then what people get confused by is that there's these things called accelerators that are out there right now. There's things like uh, the Brandery, which focuses on kind of B to C, kind of business to consumer mm-hmm. in the IT space. You know, your smartphone. They mm-hmm. really want to work with companies that are in the IT space there. Uh, and then there's some other pieces, you know, Centrifuse, which is the, probably the newest piece to the ecosystem. Um, they're kind of a co-work space, you know, where the people kind of, you share a space mm-hmm. with a number of entrepreneurs or anything like that, but they work in the kind of the space and the place and a little bit of coaching and programming from that standpoint. And we can talk about some of the differences that exist in some sure. of the programs. Sure. Uh, Pat, you're affiliated with a whole bunch of places. I'm just going to read off the list. The Ohio Third Frontier Incubation Network. That's what yeah. I never heard of. Well, hopefully you've heard of the Third Frontier. Okay, the Third Frontier. You, if you're an Ohio, if you're an Ohio resident mm-hmm. and, a, and, a, and a voter, yes. you've actually voted on it twice, or had the opportunity to vote on it twice. Mm. Okay, and that is uh, leveraging, you know, Ohio tax dollars to make Ohio a little bit more competitive in the economic development space. Involving that that, technology. Is that the thing that Kasich put on the ballot? No, this actually goes back to Governor Taft. Really? Yeah, so we have voted, actually Taft put it on, and the uh, the predecessor to, um, I think it was Mr. Strickland, actually put it on. And um, So it's, it's a network. How many uh, Third Frontier incubators are there in the state? There's 11. 11? There's 11 of us. Name the major city. We've got a location. So would that include Tech Columbus? That would involve Tech Columbus. You would have the Youngstown Business Incubator up in Youngstown. Mm-hmm. You've got the Akron Global Business Accelerator. So some great names. You know, Toledo has an incubator. Mm-hmm. Athens, Ohio, around the University of the Ohio University has one. Dayton, mm-hmm. probably the smallest community that has a incubator supported by the Third Frontiers in Mansfield. And that's a little place called Braintree. Mm-hmm. And here in our area, don't we have of some sort over in Covington? I think they have something called the E Zone. Mm-hmm. And it's you know, and that is, uh, but I think the E Zone's kind of morphed a little bit into an accelerator program called UpTech, where they have kind of a four to six month program over there. Mm-hmm. They may still have E Zone, but it's probably not quite as active as the the, the accelerator program of UpTech. Mm-hmm. So you're you're associated with the UC College of Engineering and Applied Sciences Advisory Committee. Yeah, that's uh, what does that mean? That's a that's a fun spot. I mean, you're looking at a guy who's a finance major. Okay. okay, who's worked in entrepreneurship, you know, for the last 18 years. And the University of Cincinnati, you know, has had a good relationship with HCBC. Mm-hmm. And um, a number of our, some of our best clients have come to be technologies that were developed at the lab bench over at the University of Cincinnati. And now we're trying to commercialize those. You know, like right now, we have a company called General Nano. And General Nano does nanotechnology. Okay, that is on the... Um, they have their claim to fame is they have actually grown the largest nanotube in the world. Okay, and what is a nanotube? A nanotube That's is a good a, question. Okay, and I'm sure the audience. I knew what a vacuum was, tube was. Yeah. Well, imagine the same thing. It's it's a tube, but it's highly conductive. And what they want to do, and this is where like air, you know, aerospace, 
in defense think it's great is all of a sudden instead of having, you know, I think the average jet may have multi-miles of copper cable that runs through it. Mm -hmm. They'll have smaller strands and they'll be able to go faster, have greater lift, be able to get off aircraft carriers faster, you know, because it's a lighter substance but more conductive. Mm. You know, so it's very it's it's pretty pretty high tech stuff. So it's it's kind of like, neat. It's like Mercedes putting in years fiber optics in instead of copper. Exactly. You know, it it has a, it has a similar piece to that. But why am I over at UC? They when they saw what kind of activities they were doing, they asked to do more, and mm. they wanted to, and a couple of reasons. One, they want to commercialize more technology. Mm -hmm. Okay, and they th I, that's important because um, they got a lot of they got a great amount of activity going on in the research bench. Number two, what does UC? UC is a place of greater learning, mm -hmm. you know, and they want to get their students out in co-op. You know, UC is actually the ones that started the co-op program way back in, you know, predates 1910. Okay, well, back about, oh, I want to say 10, 12 years ago, they couldn't get all of their students into co-op positions, and I gave them the idea of putting them into entrepreneurial ventures. Well, now, that's one of their tools that they use nationwide. Their students actually want to get into a little bit more nimble operation, and also they want to get into something with GE so they can kind of get a feel for big and little. Makes some sense. Makes a lot of sense, actually. And since Tech, I you're involved with their entrepreneurial signature program. What is that? Yeah, since Tech is a seed fund investor in Cincinnati. They 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 will put dollars, invest dollars mm -hmm. into technology-oriented ventures here in Southwest Ohio. I help them find deals, mm -hmm. you know, and that's what our, that's our relationship with them is, you know, they have coaches and they have mentors, people that we can access for our clients. Mm -hmm. But I'm also bringing our clients to them trying to say, hey, we think we have good ideas. Let's work together to see if we might be able to get some of these things funded. And that's one of the things that we've, you know, probably spent the last, you know, three to five years really spending some time on is because, one of the things about 2006, 2007, the community, this ecosystem mm -hmm. of entrepreneurial support organizations and venture capital came in to say, you know what, we, if we're going to compete on this, you know, this global arena of entrepreneurship, we're going to need to be a little bit better on the access to capital side. Cincy Tech was kind of created to help be that vehicle for us, and it seems to be working. So far since then, they've done about oh, close to 50 deals with probably about... 37, 38 of them still around today, which is a good batting average. And the entrepreneurial venture capital funding, that's a, an exceptionally high ratio. Yeah, and these are deals that are probably averaging somewhere in the three hundred to $500,000 range. And they're, you know, they're investing in entrepreneurs that are building businesses that are hopefully generating revenue, hopefully creating jobs, and you know, probably close to you know, 700, 750 jobs created, which is, you know, that's the payback the region is looking for. Now, when an entrepreneur gets a investment mm -hmm. from, say, Cincy Tech, does that have a uh, an anchor in it that says you have to be located in Hamilton County? Their investment is going to be yes. They're only going to invest in companies that have their their headquarters mm -hmm. and their primary operation in Southwest Ohio, not just Hamilton County. Okay, um, but because they're investing, you know, they're also going to be looking at the end of the, the relationship. What is the liquidity event? Is someone going to come in and buy them? Are they going to go public? Things like that. And actually, Cincy Tech has experienced both of those. They just recently had a company called Akibia that's in a life science company. Mm -hmm. 
they went public. Right. I okay. about that. Okay. And it, it's a nice, and, and yeah, it's kind of, you know, it's a, a dual edged sword, let's say. You know, the headquarters or where the CEO is, he's actually up in, in Boston, Massachusetts, mm-hmm. but the operations are in Blue Ash. Okay. So, and they also have a little bit in Mason as well. But we've also had a company called uh, Blue Ash Therapeutics that actually was acquired. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they've kind of experienced, so they've had some liquidity events. And, and what they're trying to do is hopefully start that cycle of people, investors, kind of giving, you know, taking on that risk, investing in companies, and hopefully we can, you know, have more investors the next time around. Yeah, that, that, that's a good thing for Hamilton County. It's a, it's a good thing for uh, the companies. Well, and, and it's a good thing for the state of Ohio because it's just not happening here. It's also, you know, it's happening in Northeast Ohio, Northwest Ohio, Central. You said, you know. I've had a lot of opportunity to talk to people up at uh, Tech Columbus. Yes. Quite an impressive place. Yeah. It's a, it's a wonderful incubator. And if you've been there, you know, we're not that different from them. You know, they happen to be, you know, from a standpoint of. Pretty high-tech building. Yeah. I mean, our building is 1908. I think they're building somewhere in the 50s or 60s. And they just went through a refurbishment probably about eight years ago. Yeah, that building looks like it's fresh out of 2005. Yeah, it's 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 a very, very nice facility. You know, they probably have 30-plus clients up there at their facility. You know, right now we have about 65 in, okay. our, in our facility. So a lot of good things happening. Good. Again, Pat has agreed to take questions. The number is 646-595-49. One six. We're going to listen to Jimmy Fox talk about Tip Club. The next Tip Club meeting is April seventeenth, seven thirty in the morning. That's a Thursday, seven thirty to nine a.m. And why don't you tell us about Tip Club? Hi. I'm Jimmy Fox of Tip Club. Tip Club is a professional networking organization whose members help each other succeed. We meet once per month and provide a forum where business-to-business professionals are able to connect with more desirable opportunities and build long-term strategic partnerships. I'm inviting Cincinnati Business Talk listeners to come to our free networking event. You'll have the opportunity to meet new people, share leads and referrals, and grow your business through strategic alliances. Membership in our Cincinnati group is open to only one person per specific trade or occupation. Business-to-business professionals only, please. We do not accept multi-level marketing or recruiting-driven memberships. This is our only group in Cincinnati. We'll meet on the third Thursday of the month from 7.30 to 9 a.m. at Sandler Training by Roth & Associates, 4357 Ferguson Drive, Cincinnati, Ohio. To reserve a seat, please go to www tipclub.com and click on the events tab at the top of the page. Then just scroll down the list until you come to the Cincinnati event. Or you may call 800-798-0270. That's 1-800-798-0270. Thank you and we look forward to seeing you at our next networking event. Mike Roth and Patrick Longo. Uh, Pat, why don't you tell our listeners how they can get a hold of you at Hamilton County Business Center? Yeah, if they want to learn more about us, actually, our, uh, 
Our website is www.hcdc.com. At the top of that webpage, there'll be a little uh, entrepreneurial incubation little block that you can kind of click on to learn a little bit more about who we are. Or if you want to give us a call, uh, you can do that at area code 513-631-8292. We welcome that. You know, we love to have conversations because we want to, you know, does everybody fit what we do? You know, I'm I'm not sure, but we welcome all the phone calls, and we want to guide people in you know the greater Cincinnati area to the resources because we're a firm believer that entrepreneurship's a really cool thing, and we don't want you to think that you have to go it alone. Sure. Uh, about how many companies do you have in the incubator right now? Yeah, right now we have uh, actually in the incubator program itself we have about 50 companies, mm-hmm. and we also have about 15 companies in our coworks program, which is people who are kind of up and coming. You know, it's a little segment where it's like the pre-incubator phase. We're starting to work with companies that are putting their plans together and are just probably starting to think about forming. So to get into that implementation stage, when they start to get in the implementation stage, that's when they really join the incubator because that's where the incubator's good. Good. So a lot of folks might not really understand what a business incubator does. Could you explain that? Yeah, and, and it's a process. But let me explain the four pieces of that process. Okay, there is it's a place. So it's a you know we have office space and workshop space and manufacturing, light manufacturing and um, storage bins, things like that. And they range in size from probably 150, 180 square feet up to 3,000 square feet. So there's a nice diversity of space. You know, and you kind of take what you need. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't have to be hey I got to and you're not signing a five-year lease or a three-year lease. You're signing a 12-month lease. You know, so it has some great flexibility to it. Um, there's some, you know, there's services that go on, you know, conference room, internet connectivity, you know, front office receptionists, people that can hurt, you know, work with um, the databases and letters, emails and things like that. We have folks on staff that can help with those sort of things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but also probably what kind of differentiates an incubator from other real estate tools is we actually supply a coach a business coach to kind of work with each of the companies. So when somebody is accepted into the incubator program, and there is an application process, you know, once we go through that process and accept a company, we actually assign a coach, someone that works with them on the, you know, the final pieces of the planning process, and also what is the implementation and what is the goal setting. Because we want to make sure that you know that you're in a, in a situation in which we're looking at you, what are your short-term goals, nine months or less, Intermediate term, 24 months or less, and long term is obviously 24 months or greater. So you have like a scorecard that can allow you to check off how you're doing. And we're on the outside, so we can give you some good review, you know, and also help you, okay, as we perform and we review, what might we need to change? What is our value proposition looking like? Those sort of things. So that's one of the things that we do. And then the final piece, which is probably the piece that most entrepreneurs miss when they graduate from the incubator mm-hmm. is the environment. You're around other risk takers. And to be honest, there aren't many places, you know, in Southwest Ohio or you know, in the Midwest where entrepreneurs aggregate. Mm-hmm. You know, they come together and, and that's all we do. I mean, for us, we're always looking for somebody that's, you know, two years or less in operations. That's our core, mm-hmm. you know, and we want to work with them that are trying to do something innovative, you know, technology or traditional outside of the greater Cincinnati microclimate. You know, marketplace because us that's what's that is what economic development is bringing new dollar new opportunity maybe the new creation of wealth into our into our environment 
and what you know we also want to work with companies that want to scale grow revenues grow jobs because that's the piece of the puzzle that we're trying to do uh how many business coaches do you have uh we have three business coaches okay and we also have a team of probably about 25 mentors that also engage our companies on a pretty regular basis um the the three coaches have differing skill sets. You know, mm-hmm. probably the one common thread is we're all good at strategic planning. Mm-hmm. Okay, but we have people are good at the operational side. We have people that are good at the access to capital side, the marketing side. Um, we have mentors that are good at being potential investors and how to how to educate the entrepreneur on how to get yourself prepared to go out and and you know compete for dollars. Um, there's also folks that are, you know, most of our mentors at HCBC are people that have kind of been there and done that. Mm-hmm. Actually, several of them are graduates okay. that come through and say, hey, you know, we, you know, we liked what, you know, we liked being here. We're now gone, but how can we give back? Mm-hmm. And we think that that's a very, very important process. So we always take the philosophy, ask the question, get engaged. We may not have the answer right now, but we're going to get that for you, or we're going to find someone who can do that. And then it also goes back to that, that area of the environment that I was talking to. Mm-hmm. You know what? Maybe it's, you know, you're a first-year person in the IT space, and I have somebody that's been there two or three years and probably experienced the same thing, and they say, hey, Longo, you're not an entrepreneur. I said, well, yeah, I'm an entrepreneur in a different way, you know, and I'm an entrepreneur assistant. But you know what? You might be able to benefit from somebody who's kind of been there and done that. that yeah. kind of, having that on-site you know, speaks volumes to what the program can do and what it does on a regular basis. Is uh, Rye Walker associated with you? Rye Walker, is differential Rye Walker? Right, right. He is down at Centrifuge. Oh, okay. okay. So they're spending some time. But we have done some networking, so we understand. I mean, they're not limited just to the Centrifuge portfolio. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do understand they're quite a busy company. Yeah. Uh, they're interesting because they make an investment in programming companies. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead of taking cash, they take a no, they take a piece, a piece of the action. Right. They right. take a piece of the action in exchange for... Yeah, that I was reluctant to say. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's... Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's the reality of it. Uh, and how is the Urban League of Greater Cincinnati uh, involved with, uh, with you guys? The Urban League is... Um, they run the Small Business Development Center in the community. Mm-hmm. Every community in Ohio has one. Um, so they are working with all kinds, all types of entrepreneurs. And I have a fondness for, and you know, obviously I like technology and scalability of clients. So they're going to, you know, they cast a very broad net. Mm-hmm. So if you're an entrepreneur and you're thinking about getting started, there's a number of different sources, but the Urban League's Small Business Development Center is one. SCORE, you know, the, the Service Corps of Retired Executives, mm-hmm. um, another good group. And oh, by the way, I talked about my coaches. I talked about my mentors. A third of our clients also have a SCORE mentor. You know, so it's a third group that mm-hmm. that we try to help make that introduction for. Because one of the things we believe in is getting lots of different ideas and then pulling them together to triangulate, you know, and trying to help the entrepreneur think through, hey, I'm getting these two, three, five different opinions, but is there some common thread? Mm-hmm. You know, let's see if we can help pull that out so that we can help you to kind of, you know, make some good decisions so that you're growing your business. Uh, do these entrepreneurial companies have some uh, positive cash flow, or are they depending on investor investments to uh, burn to you're, get you're, get the market? You're, you're talking multiple tracks. You know, we have ours that are you know out seeking other people's money. You know, looking for an angel round or a seed round. You know, 
out of our 50 right now, I probably have 10, 12 of those that are actively looking for that. Mm-hmm. So what about the other 38 mm-hmm. to 40? They're bootstrapping right now. You know, n- over 90, almost 95% of the businesses that come to our program have not made their first dollar of sales. Mm. So I actually say you're really not a company until you make that first dollar of sales. Right. You know, right. I think that that's important that you've convinced somebody else to, to buy to, the product, to buy the product, buy the service, you know, tr- test the technology from that standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's very important. Yeah. And, and it's kind of interesting. We have a statistic and we know these things because we track them regularly. So the idea is, you know, can we help companies access capital? But can we actually, you know, you know, what is it? What does an investor want? They want a company that's generating revenue. They'd like to see your ROI. Yeah, they want to ROI. see a return. And where's that return? Hey, I got something that other people want. Mm-hmm. Well, last year, our companies did over $18 million of revenue. Okay? Total sales. Total sales. Total, total sales. In that same group, when they first came in aggregate-wise, mm-hmm. did less than 300000 So you can see there's a, there's a multiple there. Mm-hmm. You're starting to see that. And that's what excites you know people like the state of Ohio when they say, hey, you're taking little pieces and making them bigger. I'm into your incubator program. I think we're getting close to 55, 60%. Okay. You know, that the the idea is that um, an unassisted business seeing its fifth anniversary got 12 to 15%. Mm-hmm. And so we're somewhere in the 55, 60%. So we're probably five times more. And why is that? I think that has something to do with that environment. And I think that has a lot to do with the kind of the connectivity and the coaching that they get. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's a, it's. The, I think it's one of the main reasons people do come to incubators and why incubators have been around for, you know, we've been around 25 years. It's not easy to be in this business. You know, mm-hmm. we, you know, you know, we're very excited about the companies we have, but we also have to go up and convince a, a pretty significant stakeholder. You and I talked about earlier in the show about the third frontier. Well, I have to convince the third frontier and its commission, you know, we're a worthy investment. And we just went through that process for 2014. And, you know, happy for us, you know, we were ranked number one out of all of their applicants. Really? Yes. That's great. So that was kind of a, you know. How long is does an average business stay in the incubator? Probably between 36 and 42 months. Mm-hmm. Is three the four average? Yes, yeah, you know, three, three and a half, four years is 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 a normal stay. Now the state of Ohio in our last review says you're doing great. Let's see if we can get that to 24 to 30 months. Let's see if you can make that process a little bit more fast. We're going to try to figure that out. You know, see what the experiment looks like. Mm-hmm. Make it go faster. Yeah, some, some. Yeah, you just can't do it the way you've done it in the past. So I think that's going to be greater involvement from the community. You know, mm-hmm. and I think it's going to be having you know different types of mentors and probably. You know, ones that can make stronger connections for our companies, maybe a little bit more rapidly. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the groups that we've really been relying on over the last couple of years, from, I think this is going to make a difference, is the Queen City Angels. Mm-hmm. They actually come in and, and mentor companies a couple times a month, you know, and, and really work with them. And when they when they see somebody that they really like, not only from a potential investment standpoint, but Hey, they've got some creativity. They got some. They have a chance. They like the idea of the product, the service. Yeah, they put some. You know, also I'm going to use an old term. They put their Rolodex behind it. You know, they put their LinkedIn behind it, and it's kind of fun to start to see that that percolation of that activity. You know, let's, let's talk a little bit more about that in the next segment. We're going to take a uh, commercial break here. Listen to a couple of Sandler commercials. Again, if you want, have a, any questions for Pat, the number is six four six five nine five. Four nine one six. 
Imagine you just left your prospect's office and he now has your proposal, quote, or estimate. What do you suppose he's going to do with that valuable information that you just gave him for free? Call you tomorrow with an order? Get real! He's shopping it around to the competition. Hi, this is Mike Roth, founder of Roth & Associates. I'm the most experienced sales sales trainer in Cincinnati. I'm constantly amazed how salespeople operate. They believe a prospect asking for a proposal means the sale is as good as closed. Face it, trained prospects will turn you into an unpaid consultant. For over 20 years, we've been coaching, training, and challenging professionals who are 100% committed to long-term sales growth and profitability, no matter what it takes. If you're deadly serious about increasing sales, call me at 513-646-6523. Find out how Sandler Training can make you better, faster, and stronger. Or register now for our next open house, 513-646-6523. This is Mike Roth, the most experienced Sandler sales trainer in Cincinnati. Hi, this is Mike Roth, founder of Sandler Training by Roth & Associates, the most experienced Sandler sales trainer in Cincinnati. You've heard our commercials about sales and sales management, but you haven't made the call for some reason. Maybe you're having your best year ever. Maybe you think a sales development company won't work in your industry. You're different. I wish I had a nickel for every time I heard that. Maybe you're afraid that if you called, you'd buy something. If you're happy with all your sales and profits and believe you have all the answers or simply don't see yourself investing in yourself or your people, then don't make the call. We have nothing for you. For over 20 years, we've been coaching, mentoring, business owners, and sales professionals who are serious about their careers. So if you believe that Sandler Sales Training might make you better, faster, meaner, and stronger, call me at 513-646-6523 or register for our next open house. Roth & Associates, the most experienced sales trainer in Cincinnati. You can check us at www.rothconsulting.net. This is Mike Roth. I'm back with uh, Patrick Longo. Let's see, Pat. Where did we say we were going to pick up? I think we were gonna, we were having a discussion a little about the Queen City Angels and right, right. Queen City Angels. So they're not making these angel investments, but they're opening up their uh, friends and families rolodex mm -hmm. to people so they can get more investment capital. I think it's what makes them a quality group in this community. Yes, they you know make no bones about it. They want to make investments and they want to get a return on a significant return on those. That's why they're angels. Mm -hmm. But they also want to build a pipeline, and they want to build a pipeline of companies. And you know, would they rather invest in a company that has thirty-five thousand in revenue or somebody that has you know a million one in revenue? I think I know the answer there. You know, the million one is a, has a little better op, you know opportunity. And maybe it took a couple of years to get that to that million one, but now all of a sudden the processes are right, and they just need some dollars to really get that up to five, seven, fifteen million. That's what the angels are really, you know, trying to seek out, mm -hmm. you know, because, you know, we were having a discussion amongst some of the, the leaders of the of the community, and we were trying to figure out, well, how many potential investable deals do we have in this community? And, you know, we're kind of trying to peg that number between maybe 20 and 40, mm -hmm. you know, and we think that that's a great number. We'd love to get each and every one of those funded, and that's kind of one of the goals for us going forward, you know, because I think each program, I think I probably have five to seven. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that could be Brandery probably has a, a similar number. So right there, you're probably ten to ten to fourteen. Brandery runs a different model than you. Yeah, they, they're an accelerator. They're not an incubator. They're a you know they're a you know a ninety day, hundred and twenty day program. Right. You know, and, and and doing a bang up job. Thousands of companies have to compete to get into it. Yeah, they're you know I I think that would be their dream is to get a thousand and take ten, so they'd have a one in one hundred ratio. 
And I think that's a, yeah. well, they change the odds of, of their company succeeding when they uh, take a, a broad spectrum of companies and narrow it down to ten or twelve that they're going to work with. Oh, sure, and and you know, of their class of ten, so far the averages maybe one or two come from local. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they're recruiting eight, nine new entrepreneurs into this region every year. I mean, that's that's great. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's fantastic. And then it's up for people like, you know, Hamilton County Business Center to try to help keep them in this community. You know, and I think Centrifuge, that's one of the things that they've been created is to, hey, we attract these folks because we've got world-class ta- talent in the graphic arts and the consumer, you know, areas. You know, all these folks that helped, you know, the, the PR firms that helped the, the Proctors and the Krogers of the world are here. Mm-hmm. So why not ha- tap in, knock, 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 say, hey, why don't you help some entrepreneurs in this community? I think it's a wonderful thing. Do, do you have any of the larger firms like Possible Worldwide uh, helping the entrepreneurs? They're they're spending a lot of time at the brandery, okay? Mm-hmm. and But they're starting to reach out. You know, they're starting to say, hey, there's more to it. And, you know, because they, I think what they're starting to realize is that there's this lovely niche that the brandery's doing. Mm-hmm. But then they come and they explore what an organization like HCBC does. And they say, wow, you're in advanced materials. And you're in, you know, life science. And you're in chemistry. And you're in the physical sciences and sensors. And those are big marketplaces, too. You know, and there's some advanced materials or advanced manufacturing aspects, you know. Not everybody's going to be on a consumer product, you know, and the doing consumer the, brand, right? Yeah, have that consumer brand. So th- this helps them diversify their base as well. So you know, I think you're knocking, scratching on something that I think is going to be, you know, in our next 12 months that we're going to see some more activity there. We have some some really good marketing and branding companies here in Cincinnati. Oh, we have outstanding ones. I mean, that's you know, I I think I've seen studies that show you know that they're an anchor and our economic development going forward. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's that's very, very important because, you know, there's all kinds of neat statistics out there. You know, when was the last time P&G had net job growth here in southwest Ohio? Probably goes back into the 90s. You know? Well, I mean, you have to go back and, and, I guess, cross-calculate the fact that P&G outsourced so many of the HR services. And other things. And other things. You know. Uh, that used to be done internally to external companies. Yeah, I mean, Mike, I don't know if you know the fastest, you know, the fastest growing segment of jobs. You know, we work in between 1 and 10. That's Mm -hmm. really our niche. But the fastest growing segment in the United States is between 10 and 100, which they call stage 2 companies. Mm -hmm. You know, that's where Cincy Tech and that's where Centrifuge are spending their time because we don't have, you know, hey, I know where I, I know where I'm good. Mm-hmm. You know, you asked early on, hey, you know, how do you how do you differentiate yourself from all of these organizations? Well, we're really in the startup space. Yeah, you know, we're in the high risk area of between one and ten employment. Okay, Cincy Tech and Centrifuge and those folks are really getting into that segment of being probably ten to a hundred, mm-hmm. and saying, hey, how do we ramp that up so that that ten person company could become a seventy person company? Well, they, you know, then they need the capital infusion. And, and you know, and what has Centrifuge done that's been newsworthy over the last year? They raised a fifty-two million dollar fund of funds, mm-hmm. and they're making, excuse me, they're making those investments into other VCs that are now putting money in play here in Cincinnati. Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting play. It's yet to be proven. Oh, absolutely. But you know what? You you got to crack the ice somehow. Hey. You know, and, and, and the powers that be in this community said, you know what, let's make that effort. You know, has this been tried and proven elsewhere? Well, it's been tried and proven in southern Michigan. 
Mm-hmm. You know, they have a fund up there called Renaissance. And they said, you know, for every dollar we put out, $17 came back. That's pretty amazing. That's I, an amazing I, you know, investment, yes. I would love to see that happen in Cincinnati. And, you know, people say, well, you know, is that good for HCBC? Heck, yeah, that's good for HCBC. It's good for the clients mm-hmm. of HCBC because now hopefully we can uncork some opportunities and, and get some dollars into some of these companies. And, you know, I'll, you know, our main role is coaching and working with the companies. Mm-hmm. We're not an investor. Okay, that's probably one of the differences of all of the tools out there. You know, Cincy Tech's an investor. You know, Centrifuge, they have a, a fund of funds, so technically they're in the investment game. Brandery, through their Vine Street Ventures program, mm-hmm. they're investing. They're putting dollars in those companies. We have made a firm decision and maintained that for the last 25 years of staying fully on the side of the entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. So we're going to work with each one and help you through any of those processes. You know, what is it like to get a first customer? What's it like to get a hundredth customer? You know, what's it like to raise dollars and have to, to talk to somebody who's an investor on the other side of the table? We want to make sure we have those things. What is the uh, success ratio for companies that, for every 10 companies that come into uh, HCBC uh, becoming a success, graduating out? Well, I think for every in. 10 companies, we're probably between five and six that are, you know, going to see their fifth anniversary and be successful and, and growing as they leave the program. You know, altogether, uh, you know, I've worked with, I just passed my 200th company that I'm getting started. Mm-hmm. You know, I know of at least 110 of those companies that have either been bought or are still in operations today. So that, that, that's where we get that number. It's good. We have some 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 good companies. Uh, yeah, I mean we've we've got some neat ones. I mean you know part different parts of town and things like that. You know we've got a you know, we we love to brag about Maverick Corporation, which is up in Blue Ash, and they do high temperature polymers. Mm-hmm. You know, and they actually created the some materials that go into the braking components on some of uh, GE's engines. Okay. You know we've got a uh, got a company called MHI that, uh, that micro pyretic heaters Inc. They do high-temperature ceramic elements. So you want to start to melt something at 5,000 degrees. Hmm. They have the devices that can do those things. You know, created on a lab bench over at the University of Cincinnati. Right. And now competes. Their biggest competitor is out of, you know, Norway and Finland. Really? Okay. So they're cracked into that marketplace. And, oh, by the way, they're in Woodlawn. And now they, they started out with two people, and now they've got about 40 folks. Hmm. up in the Woodlawn area, and they have probably about 25,000 square feet of space manufacturing a ton of different high-temperature elements. You know, so you get, some, you, get some, you get some really neat things. Um, actually, I have a company called Best Express Foods, okay? And Best Express Foods actually started out with the idea of, you know, it's, it's a neat story. They, were, they actually were four people that were coming out of Pierre Ice Cream, hmm. okay? And when Pierre was moving out of the region... Uh, they didn't want to leave Cincinnati. So they're like, we need to find an idea. So they were just meeting at a restaurant and trying to figure out what's next. And one of the people who came from, their kid was at a Chuck E. Cheese pizza. Mm. Okay. And they noticed the kids were having fun, but they're also eating the pizza. Mm-hmm. So they actually approached Chuck E. Cheese and say, hey, yeah, why don't you hire us to sell uh, sell your product to schools? They weren't interested in that. You know, Chuck E. Cheese says, we're in the restaurant business. Mm-hmm. Okay. Got out in the car and said, oh, that, that failed. And they said, why don't we go and get a license and see if we can do this on our own? And they did. And that started the process of them selling branded name products to schools. Mm-hmm. You know, and people are finding out that, you know what, kids are kids are brand conscious. You know, yeah. imagine that. 
So all of a sudden, there's some good things happening. Television trains them. Television definitely trains them. And I had experience working with uh, Wine Racks Unlimited. Mm-hmm. It was one of our one of our clients from way back when. Yeah, yeah. And and they're, they've got a good business and manufacturing standard and custom wine racks for clients. A uh, well, we try to find people that are trying to differentiate themselves. That's one of the things that we're looking for. It's you know, it's not same old same old. You know, it's it's actually looking for people that are trying to make a difference. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I should say, make a difference in their marketplace. What do you think the opportunities and possibilities are in the future for you guys? Um, I think there's some really neat opportunities. Um, I mean, I, I I'm, I'm a big fan of what goes on over at UC on the West Campus. You know, DAP, mm-hmm. you know, School of Business and Engineering, and now Applied Sciences. They have done a really nice job, and they've you know, I always affectionately call them the diamond in the rough at UC because UC brings in millions of dollars of research. You know, and a lot of that is directed over in the life science area, the medical college, mm-hmm. and probably rightfully so. But you know, the next biggest piece of that is in the College of Engineering. So we're seeing all kinds of things in, you know, new computer monitors, new colored screens. You know, the high definition piece of that. Mm-hmm. Um, we're seeing things in the aerospace area, which you know, hopefully will continue to make Southwest Ohio, Greater Cincinnati, you know, a very dominant player in the aerospace because we are, you know, with GE. I mean, that's, you know, we got a couple of pillars. And well, you we, have wanna, a, we have a couple more than aerospace companies beyond. Oh, beyond, yeah. G, oh, sizably, but that's the one that's going to be on the tips of everybody's tongue. Top of mind, right. You know, so you get a couple of folks. It's sort of like, you know, do, what can we do to support P&G? Well, you know. If there's things that can be done, that's great. But you know, hey, uh, we get a company like Maverick that creates a you know a higher temperature polymer, less expensive than the competition. Mm-hmm. Guess who's knocking at the door? You know, that's what we want. Sure. And those are the kinds of things. So, you know, I also you know I see things. Um, I see collaboration. You know, I see collaboration being something that's very key. We talked about more mentoring uh, coming up, and you know, obviously our challenge is is how do we do things the way we've done them a little bit more rapidly. Good. We're going to take a commercial break here. And again, if you have a question for Pat, the number is 646-595-4916. Let's listen to Sam the Rule number 19. Hi, I'm George Donovan with Sandler Training. I'm here to talk to you about rule number 19, never help the prospect end the interview. We've all been on sales calls where it's been uncomfortable and the prospect's acting uninterested or maybe even a little bit hostile. Your inclination is to close your portfolio, get up and walk out, but don't. This rule calls for you to hang in there. Ask the question that gets the issue on the table. Chances are it's not you. Maybe it's your company's past performance that's the problem, or perhaps another company that sells similar products or services. Or maybe it's another salesperson that has nothing to do with you or your company, but you'll never know unless you ask. So it sounds something like this. Let's suppose your prospect's name was Bill. You'd say, Bill, you seem a little bit skeptical. Is there something that I've said or done that's made you feel this way? And if it is, could we talk about it? Or maybe you say, Bill, I sense that there's a problem. Would it be okay if we talked about that for a minute? 
So the important part is that you ask. It takes the pressure off of you, and it helps the prospect work through the issue so you can get by it and get back to the interview. So the next time you're in an uncomfortable sales call, don't bail. Hang in there and remember rule number 19. Never help the prospect in the interview. This is Mike Roth and Pat Longo. Pat, you've been running the Hamilton County Business Center for, I don't know, 19, 17, 17 years. years. 17 years. Uh, what did you do before that? I was actually in banking. You were a banker. I worked for, uh, I was up in Cleveland and I worked for Fifth Third and I worked for Bank One. Okay. One's still around and one's been merged, I think, with Chase, so... Because yeah. there's not a bank one around that I remember. No, I don't know who they're part of anymore. Uh, someone will call in and tell us the answer. <laughs> uh, perhaps you can give our listeners a leadership tip, something you've learned about leadership over the years. You know, in in this business, every most of the people that call me do not know me. Mm-hmm. You know, they may see a website, they may have heard something. I think there's a couple of things that I have learned, and I think they go on terms like being genuine, mm-hmm. um, stay connected, and follow up. You know, I think those are three things that are very important. Genuine meaning you take a a real interest in what they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. You know, because not everybody that comes through our door is somebody that I can or will ultimately work with, but I want to make sure that they have a chance to succeed. Mm-hmm. And I think part of that is the passion that I bring to the job. Mm-hmm. You know, and somebody says, "Hey, you know, most people when they meet me, it doesn't take a long time to say you kind of like what you do." And I was like, "Yeah," and I want that to rub off on other people. You mm-hmm. know, and I do want people to want to approach me. Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't. You know, so I think being genuine is is part of that. You know, and part of that is how do you make eye contact through a phone? You know, you don't. Maybe you have Skype. Yeah, maybe you do, but you know, but you you're engaging them so you know that you're answering their questions, mm-hmm. and then you're asking feedback. and And I always end up saying, hey, "Hey, here's where I think you should be going to, but if you don't think this is, you're not getting the response you're looking for, give me a jingle back." You know, and it does happen every so often, but you know what? Most times it doesn't, because they do get the assistance they're looking for. We can make that patch in from that standpoint. So I think that that's, you know. Very important, and that you know that follow through. You know, if you promise to do something, don't wait, get it done. You know, I, you know, I actually walk around with pretty much a piece of paper, and now I got a smartphone that I can actually draw on the screen, and it says, hey, you know, I need to follow up with such and such. You know, those things I think are very very important. You know, because if anything, my parents instilled in me it's the little things. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's these are not complex things, but you know what? If you go back and you talk about the relationships, what are the ones that work for you? It's when somebody gives you an attention to detail. Mm-hmm. You know, and when you do attention to detail, other people around you start to do attention to detail. And if you start working with entrepreneurs and you're dealing with them and saying, "Hey, I'm going to give you attention to detail. Why don't you give yourself attention to detail? Give your clients attention to detail. You're probably going to win." You know, so I think those things are. You know, I think that goes a long way, and I think that's something that makes us approachable Mm -hmm. and also makes us effective in what we're trying to be, and that is a 
quality entrepreneurship assistance tool working with innovative entrepreneurs here in Southwest Ohio. Good. Uh, we have a theory here, Pat, that simple solutions to complex problems are invariably wrong. Therefore, if you want to solve a complex problem, you need to have an equally complex solution to solve them. Perhaps you could share with our listeners a complex problem that you've run into over the years with the equally complex solution that could be transferred from uh, maybe one industry to another. Well, you know, we work a lot with companies that are in the area of applying for research grants from the federal government. Okay, pretty complex. I mean, these are probably 30 to 50 page documents and they are being read by incredibly intelligent people that are going to look at the technology and give you check marks on, you know, how, how's that technology and do we think it has a chance? Well, the complex problem is, you know what, technology doesn't solve business problems. Business solutions solve business problems. So how do you educate a technologist, a researcher, on talking about the problem, talking to people that are engaged with the problem, and having those kind of communications, okay? That has been one of our, I think, something that's been very, very strong for us, is getting people engaged, and not only in their own network, which is kind of a comfort zone, someone they've done, but how do we get them outside of their comfort zone to talk to somebody? How do we make those introductions? Mm -hmm. You know, and that's something that we've built up nice networks in a number of different industries to say, hey, you know, hey, company X, would you be willing to talk to my company about this particular issue? Yes. You know, we get that. But you know what? It's not me making that conversation. All I'm doing is making the introduction, and then I'm asking that company, that entrepreneur, to come back to us. What'd you find? You know, how do you, how, did you get five or six different opinions? Did you get 10 different opinions? You know, let's go out and get some of these things. So, because ultimately what we're trying to do is say, okay, I got a technology that we think solves a problem. How do we make that technology become a business mm -hmm. so that it solves the problem? And I think that is, you know, you asked for complex. That's very complex. You mm -hmm. know, that is not an easy thing, you know, you know. Because sometimes these technologies, there isn't a voice to the customer because, you know, all they have is a problem. They don't know the solution. Mm -hmm. And we're just trying to help find it. What's the most interesting new company that you've worked with uh, recently? Uh, there's a couple, but, you know, uh, there's a company called MediCheck. They're in the medical adherence area. Mm -hmm. He was okay. actually on our, on our show a couple of weeks ago. Okay. Jeff, Jeff Shepard was one. Um, you know, I think another one is uh, John Helmsdurfer, who runs a company called Virtual print labs. It's a 3D print lab here in Cincinnati. Okay. 3D printers aren't new. I mean, they've been around since the 1990s. Right. But now they used to be just tremendously expensive, measured in hundreds of thousands of dollars. Oh, sure. Well, here's a guy that's gone out and he's got a, he's got about 15, 18 printers, mm -hmm. you know, of different, you know, that do different materials that do it, you know, different dexterities, things like that. And he's now got that on our first floor, you know, and he's working with companies, you know, funny how when the word got out, People are knocking on his door trying to do a lot of activity because, you know, this is in the prototyping space. And mm -hmm. right now, you know, manufacturing is making having a little bit of a renaissance here in, in the Midwest, in the United States. Mm -hmm. You know, hey, GE went out and bought, what was it, Morris Technologies? You know, Morris was a big 3D printer. They did so much, they went out and bought the company that did the most for them. Mm -hmm. Okay, and they happen to be located just a little bit south of Dayton. Well, there was a little void in the marketplace. You know, I think John and his team at Virtual Print Labs are doing a are doing a nice job. Mm -hmm. You know, so um, 
pretty interesting stuff. So, but I'm glad to see that uh, Jeff Shepard was uh, making the making yeah, rounds because he is he's an interesting guy, who's got a, you know an interesting you know kind of product platform. Well, it's, you know? it, it, it's interesting that uh, was that most interesting to me is that he he attacked the marketplace with a product for simplicity for older Americans. So you didn't use your your cell phone or your your iPad to access the service. Yeah, it's a he, device, you know, that that will sit on your, you know, put it on your kitchen ta- table or you know, put it on the the, you know, somewhere in your bedroom, that sort of thing. And the nice thing is, it does communicate with your caregiver. You know, so if you know if Aunt Shirley or Mom or Dad are you know supposed to take eight different pills. You know, it's kind of nice. You know, my parents are down in Florida. You know, if they had this machine, and I know the, the the volume, and I'm sorry I'm breaking their HIPAA violation right now, but, you know, knowing that they have, you know, I don't know, six, eight, ten different things that they take during the month, you know, this helps keep track of that store stuff, you yeah. know? You know, the, the the real truth is but my, my grandmother, when she was uh, older, she was supposed to take some pills, and uh, she was extremely unreliable about it, and she would wind up in the hospital. Yeah, and... I think they've got a great opportunity, and I don't know if you if if you followed up, but Jeff just recently got a uh, two beta hospitals up uh, in the Columbus area. Oh, I didn't know that. So yeah, so Medicheck is a uh, big check mark. Big check mark. Big check mark. Big success. Big success. Uh, how do people find you? You know, for an organization that has like no dollars to do marketing, I don't buy billboards. I don't do radio time. I do. You know, get out and in public speak quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I will do some radio opportunities, but actually, I do a lot of networking with the people that are in the community. You know, you know, where do entrepreneurs turn? Well, they turn to the university, they turn to their banks, they so the universities yeah, refer yeah refer them to you. And yeah, and yes, I've been a you know a proponent of UC, but also have wonderful relationships with Xavier in Miami mm-hmm. and also Cincinnati State. So they're like, hey, we got somebody that you know. You know, we've kind of built ourselves to be, hey, we're, we'll be that clearinghouse for you. Mm-hmm. You know, which means, you know, we'll point your entrepreneur in the right direction. If it's us, bingo. If it's not us, I'll make sure that, you know, I don't want to just say, hey, here's a list of 10, 15 opportunities for you. I'm going to spend the time. Remember, I talked about that right. leadership skill, that genuineness. Right. You do know, you talk to the people over at NKU and their... Uh, I do know the folks over at NKU mm-hmm. from that standpoint. You know, the the one thing that we are, we are Ohio, state of Ohio supported. So we really have to exhaust, you know, UC and Xavier and Miami. And those are just gigantic, wonderful opportunities. So I don't get over there quite as much as probably uh, could or should. But, you know, it, it's Ohio-based. So we're I always think of it as we're one big community as opposed to, a river 350 miles wide separating us. <laughs> well, you know, it, it, it it's it's nice to think that way. And, you know, I'd like to, you know, do we have entrepreneurs that come across the river as ours go across there? Sure. You know, so, hey, and does our entrepreneurs leverage NKU? There's nothing that stops them from that. So if they make that initiative, that's fantastic. Good. Uh, Pat, I want to thank you for being on the show today. Uh, I'm going to be thank giving you. you a copy of uh, one of the Sandler books. This is the uh, 49 Sandler Rules, the book that made the number one position on Amazon a couple of years ago. There's a copy of our training calendar in there and a million-dollar bill. So people make a million dollars and free training pass and tell all your your companies to listen to the show. (laughs) That sounds great. Thanks for having us. We appreciate it. Good. And uh, Scott? 
why don't you uh, take over right now? Thanks for listening. This program is the property of Sandler Training by Roth & Associates, Inc. The show may be distributed only with written permission and then only in its entirety. If you have any questions or comments, contact Mike at MikeRoth at RothConsulting.net or call Mike at 513 753 9400.